I hear you. So Inga, I have had the right mindset around planning. I have figured out when I'm going to sit down and get some planning done. I've even done my yearly plan. But now what? Well, here's the what. Now we're going to talk about how to take the yearly plans and make it your weekly and your daily. And so get ready with your pen and your paper, your yearly plans too, or just take your notes and then do this. Actually, just sit, enjoy. Let's get this all down and then plan that planning retreat, plan that time for yourself to go and get this done and implement it. If you're ready, I'm ready. So let's do it. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masick, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready? Set? breathe. So all I want to know is how has your planning been going? So if you've not had an opportunity to go back and listen to episodes six, seven, and eight, where we'll talk about if you're struggling with any sort of consistency around your planning, if there are any myths that might be holding you back from really making this a consistent habit, you want to look at that. We also want to look at some of the tips for how do you fit in that planning time? Because I know it can be very challenging. And then how to focus on planning your school year. Now, I will say that I think it's key to listen to all of them. But most definitely before you go into this weekly and daily planning, you really want to look at your uh, yearly planning. And, and so you want to spend some time really building that blueprint, that framework, getting to that place where you recognize what are your big goals, what are you focusing on, all of those things. So if you've not had an opportunity to listen to that, then you want to go back and do that. And if you're feeling like you need more support in really making this fit for your particular family, remember that I do have some coaching spots available during the school year. And it really just walks you through how to make sure that the planning becomes a consistent part of your routine, your life. And then how do you then implement? Because if you have a really strong plan, but you don't have a way to implement it, it can be really challenging. But before we even get into this for today, I have to ask, how are you doing? How's your week been? I definitely want to know how your planning is going. So if you are not a part of the 
um, Facebook community, then you want to jump in right now as you're listening to it. The name hasn't changed, but we're undergoing some major changes, some major rebranding, just trying to pull it all together to make sure that it's, you know, it's, it's neat and it's set up so that I can serve you effectively. But for right now, you want to go to that community there. Title reflects what we're offering there. So I want to know how you're doing and uh, you can send that in the Facebook community, but also you can let me know in the reviews. Is this what you need? Is it meeting your need? When you let me know that this is serving you, that it's helping you, it means the world to me. It keeps me going. It it, um, it lets me know that staying up late after the kids are in bed and after I've done all my planning and all my other things, that being able to sit and do this with you is really worth it. And so I'm asking you that if it is, please share this with other moms that you feel that it could be helpful. And sometimes because I don't believe that we're talking about it, you may not know that this is the thing that she needs, but just just let her know that there is this crazy lady out there who is really wants to encourage and support and make sure that we really can make this stress-free and enjoyable. And so share that and then join in the community so you can ask those questions. And also, please, if you have not already, just take 30 seconds, pop over to Apple iTunes and leave a review and just let me know and let others know how this has blessed you. Okay? I know that was a long check-in, but hey, got to do it sometimes. So today we're going to talk about, let's see how many I have. I want to say I have 10, which I usually don't have this many tips and steps but I wanted to make sure that as we kind of wrapped up this planning part because this is our last episode in the planning series not the last episode I'll ever have on planning but just the last episode within this series and so I kind of wanted to give you some really strong clear practical things that you could do as you start to move through and look at your weekly plans and your daily plans and as I said before and I want to reiterate again if you have not done your yearly planning it's fine to listen to this if you kind of want to see where you're going because I know for me sometimes I like to if I'm like doing a course or class or something and I know that there's something else to come or if I'm reading a book I like to look at the chapters and try to figure out what's coming so if that's what you're doing that's fine but I wanted to let you know that doing those yearly plans is really going to make this planning so much more stronger and beneficial So as we think about that piece that we've been talking about before, one of the major things that we've talked about is just the goals that you set. And so it is extremely important that you have thought about what your goals are for the year, what your goals are in the subject, what your goals are for each child, what your goals are for you. Once you've done that um, for that yearly piece, then now you can pull that and then break down those goals by the week. And so you have those big goals that you're looking at. And in that goals um, episode, we talked about the um, benchmarks. And this is kind of around the benchmarks, but it's really like breaking it down to the action plan. So you know that you need to be able to do these things this week to be able to get to that. So you want to think about what do I want my children to achieve? What do, I, what do I want to focus on this week towards my bigger goal? What are the subjects I'm going to cover? And really going to talk about how that can look in a week because it can feel like you have to, you have to cover so much. But we're going to kind of 
we're gonna pull it down. We're gonna make it a little less stressful. We're gonna make it stress-free. So you wanna think about what are the subjects that you need to cover for the week and then what are the topics that you're gonna cover within that subject. If I didn't tell you to get your pen and your paper, pause this, go get your pen and your paper because you wanna write these down. So number one again is to set those clear goals. You're asking yourself, what do you want your kids to achieve? Then you're gonna ask yourself, what are the subjects that you're going to be teaching and what are the topics within those subjects? Now, this can be done by just looking at the curriculum. So absolutely, if you have um, a specific curriculum that you're using, then you're gonna be able to see that right away and you can look in that. You still want to take a moment every week to look in your curriculum and see what you're focusing on. Even if you don't do a long practice, if you're not really reading everything within that, just at least know what's supposed to happen in that week. Whether your children are doing it independently or whether you are teaching it, you're, that's gonna give you a, a good sense of what do you need to cover, what are the subjects. It's helpful to write them down. If they're in the curriculum, you can just kind of jot down in, if you have a, a book, and really it could be a journal. It doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be a specific plan book. Um, and you can just jot that down to say, this is what we're focusing on. You want to set up some really clear expectations for yourself within the week and within the day. And what that means is you really wanna think about what can I accomplish in this, what do I want to accomplish in the week and what can I accomplish within the day? And we can't go into to, to major, major detail here with that, but I just want you to think through that and then come on in the group if you need some more support on how to do that. But that has to be the focus is that you think about what you want to accomplish for the week and what you can accomplish in the day. And when we talked about that yearly schedule, we talked about really looking at the putting in those big things those big rocks like your vacation time and um, birthdays holidays all of that well that's the same thing you're going to want to do with your weekly schedule you're going to want to look at appointments you're going to want to look at any things that are coming up that are going to play um, a major role in what you do for that day and i just want to give you this quick tidbit one of the things that's really easy for us to be able to do as homeschool moms are to create our schedules to be really flexible in that we can do appointments whenever we want to be able to do appointments. And so you wanna still be able to do that, but also you wanna take some time to look at how many appointments are you having within a week. If you're always splitting your day up to go to an appointment, that could be what is causing you the stress because you can't feel like you can get that flow. So it might be great to choose one specific day out of the week that you're gonna do any appointments, I mean, obviously, if you it can't, you may not be able to always do it on that day. But just you want to be able to think about: Can I do it always on Thursdays? Thursdays are my appointment days. Those are the days we're going to fit in an appointments. And not that we're going to have an appointment every Thursday, but if we're going to have an appointment, it's going to be on Thursday. So that's the the block I'm going to leave out for that because it just can be really frustrating. Believe me, I know with four kids and um, especially with all the appointments I have to do with my health. And I should say had, because God is so good. He's answering prayer. But um, I know how that felt to kind of just be able to fit it in whatever. And in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I have all this time. And I'll just, I'll fill in. We'll do it in the car. We'll do it, um, you know, we'll fill it in later on that day. And I just found that that made me a little more anxious and stressful. So that's something that you want to think about is you want to really look at when you 
put those times in when you plug them in. I know I digress, but that's important because when you think about what you want to accomplish and how much you can accomplish in a day, if your day is really spent going to appointments so much of the day, so much of the week, then that may be the reason you feel like you're really not meeting those goals. The next thing you want to do is, and this kind of fits with what I was just talking about, you want to have your weekly schedule and then you want to break it down. So you want to be able to have those big rocks of things that you have to put in that you may have to do. But then also you want to think about what are some of, what are the activities and the things that you're going to do within your day. And when I talk about this, this is really looking at the subjects. What's really great about the flexibility, and we're going to talk about that for number four, is that you don't have to do it the way that it's done in the traditional school. There are some subjects that need to happen regularly because they need to build on each other. And I would say that's, when I say regularly, I mean daily. There are some daily subjects that I think they just work better when you just do them because they're building on each other. And those, for me, are reading definitely math and I would even say in some cases spelling those kind of fit and even in writing I think you can fit the writing in with the reading and the math but reading and math are daily things to happen all the time some things that may not need to happen every single day is your science your social can't even speak right your social studies um, your literature some of those deeper things Um, you can be a little more flexible with that but you really want to think about when you're planning that schedule when are you going to fit it in and we can talk about schedules a little bit i know actually people do ask about that and so we want to talk about how to make that stress-free but there are many options and it doesn't have to look like anybody else's you've got loop scheduling you've got just block scheduling the whole night so if you want an episode on that you gotta let me know and we'll do an episode on the different types of schedules. But whatever works for your family, you just want to make sure that you have written that down and that you've broken it down to know what you're going to do. What's great about having your yearly plan done already is that your weeks may look different. Every week may have kind of a different flow depending on what needs to happen. But if you have broken that down, put that on paper, then you're able to see when you have the blocks to do all the things that you need to do. The third thing you want to think about when you're creating your weekly and your daily schedule is involving your kids. Honestly, that is a part that may feel stressful. And I would say, I probably should have said this one last, because one of the things I think is important is for you to do the planning that you need to do, then you can bring them in. Or ask them kind of your questions beforehand and then do the planning. I don't necessarily think it's great to kind of have them in the mix of it because sometimes you just really need to focus but I think their input is key so for me I like to do it at the end of the school year to kind of do a recap to say what worked what didn't work you know looking at that conference with them of like these are the things we need to focus on and then when I've had an opportunity to kind of reflect as I get ready to go into the next year, then we start talking about, so what are the things you really want to accomplish this year? What are the subjects that you'd love to do? You know, one year, my son said coding. He really said, I want to learn about coding. And so I knew, all right, I knew that before I did the planning. And so that needed to come as a part of our science, maybe in our, our math, our electives, and really figuring out how do I plug that in. So definitely get their input 
remember that they have their individual needs. And so you want to think about that as you're planning, how are you meeting their needs? And I, this, I said I was going to make this a short episode, but I feel like there's all these nuggets that I'm just like, oh yeah, this part. So one of the things I want you to keep in mind when you think about individualizing their learning, a lot of times we focus on learning styles. And so it can feel stressful if you have several children, if you have more than two, it can feel stressful in some ways to feel like, okay, so if this child is a hands-on learner and this child, this child is an audio, an um, auditory, <laughs> audio, an auditory learner, and this child is a visual, like, how do I fit that in? And so one of my key things, honestly, is just to make sure I'm hitting all of it. So in every lesson, I try to figure out what is the hands-on component, what is the visual component, and what is the auditory component. And that way, I'm hitting everybody's needs when I'm talking to them. So that's just one thing. Think about the thing, the ways that you can make this easier on yourself, the ways that you can actually do this so that it's sustainable and so that you're not stressing yourself out. And so those are those are those those uh, strategies and things I kind of plug in because I'm like, how can I make this work? And so thinking about their individual needs is their learning styles for sure, but also their interests. What are the things that they love? If you have um, a child who really loves reading, how are you making sure that you're including that? If you have a child that doesn't love reading, that's actually the one that's harder to do. If you don't have a child that loves reading, what things are you doing and can you do within your schedule, within your week, within your day that is still going to give them what they need without causing you a huge amount of stress? And so that's a key thing to think about. It's a challenging thing to, to think about, but I want you to remember that You have to think about that as you're doing the planning. But hopefully, as you're building your blueprint, because I believe that you've got to build that blueprint, as you're building the blueprint and asking yourself the why, the what, the who, the when, the where, the how, that that's you've already thought about that as you created your yearly plan, and then you can then just take that and put it into your daily plan. So, like I said, I believe it builds on each other. The next thing we want you to, I want you to think about is being flexible. So number four is embracing flexibility. And the reason why this is so key is because it's important definitely to have this structure, to have this plan, to create this, the system, the strategies around executing this effectively. However, we have to remember that we've got to be willing to adjust as needed, which is why I believe it's so important to have a plan because you need something to be able to adjust, to adjust. But in the adjusting, give yourself some grace, give yourself room for the adjusting, know that you're making this plan and don't feel like it has to be set in stone. I think that was probably one of the biggest mistakes that I made was doing my plan and feeling like it had to be set in stone because I had spent so much time doing it and then getting frustrated with myself, getting frustrated with my kids, getting frustrated with life because I felt like this should be going a little faster. And so make sure that you make room for that flexibility. Remember that life happens, that your plans can change, which is why I know don't turn off now, but you know what I'm getting ready to say. That's why reflection is so important. I know. (laughs) 
I can't help it. But it is. And it's important because you want to be able to reflect on what you thought you were going to do and what you ended up doing. And I feel like if you, the more you get into that reflection, you'll see that you actually did do more than you thought you did. And and maybe, you know, if you're just doing it one day, it might be a little different. But if you're doing it two, three, four days, you're getting into habit and really weeks, months, now you get to start to go back and say, oh, wait a minute. Actually, we did cover that. Oh, okay. We're okay. We're meeting that goal. We're, we're on track. And that's why I think the power of where the power of reflection plays such a critical part because you can get excited about like, oh, once you start doing it, you'll realize that it's it's better. And so one of my friends was saying, she was telling her husband that she got a journal and I thought, man, <laughs> what are what are these uh, these spouses thinking about all these journals? Hopefully you're getting a journal, but um, it doesn't have to be a journal. It could be a notebook. It could be anything, just somewhere to write it down. If you have a lesson plan book, it actually can be in the lesson plan book. I actually do it in my my regular planner, like for my whole life. Sometimes I'll just jot down in there, um, but I really do want to have a better tool. So be looking for that because you might see a reflection tool coming from me, a reflection planner. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I digress. Let's keep going. All right. So then number five is to prioritize and to rotate as needed. And that's what I was talking about with that schedule before. This is going to be key when you're thinking about how you're going to kind of sprinkle in the different subjects, the electives, how are you going to maintain the, the, the momentum for the different things. And so as you're thinking about the schedule prioritize the most important subjects based on your goals so for instance and i've said this before i'll probably say it a lot of times when i am teaching reading i have all readers now but when i'm teaching reading that is the major goal so everything centers around that major goal of getting everybody to be able to read at their grade level i will say last year one of my goals i thought was going to be spelling and so we started out really focused on that but then it ended up being moving like math was one of the goals i knew that but it ended up taking a lot more time with the math than i thought it was going to take so i know going into this school year that spelling is going to be a major goal and so as i'm looking at the um the reflection and as i'm looking at our benchmarks and our results i can see oh yeah so spelling needed a little more support and help and there's where that flexibility says okay so that's going to be one of the goals that i'm going to be working on is to make sure that we're focusing on spelling and so there'll be goals for everybody who's going to need that for spelling but you want to be able to prioritize what are the major needs Um, i have said to the moms I coach that, you know, sometimes you just got to go back to the basics and we have to trust that by going back to the basics, we can accelerate. That's the scary part is if you see your child is struggling in something and you feel like they're behind and I'm doing air quotes, um, you can feel like I don't want to take the time that it's going to take to really get a firm foundation with them to really make sure that they get it because I'm missing some time. The good thing is that when you prioritize those needs and you make sure you've got that really strong foundation a lot of times you can accelerate them you cannot accelerate when they don't have the foundation trust me i've tried and it can't it can't be done it's going to cause you so much stress so you want to prioritize what's necessary and then you want to be able to make your uh, schedule something that you can rotate so you want to be able to rotate in and sprinkle in some of the other subjects some of the fun stuff but you want to make sure that you leave room for that which goes back to that um flexibility 
the next thing you want to focus on number six is your realistic time blocks and this one can be really challenging because of all of the things that we want to uh, have happen and I know I can be wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and be like, oh, we're going to do all of this. I'm going to get all this and we write it all down and I'm going to, you know, do everything. Let me tell you, let me tell you this first, actually. I want you to know this before you even get into, you've done your yearly planning, if, you, if you've done it already. I want you to know that chances are you're not going to be able to do everything on your plan. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Don't kill me, don't kill me because I just told you to plan and I'm telling you that you're probably not going to be able to do everything in your plan. And I'm going to say, if you've been doing this for a really long time and you kind of know how much to fit in and your schedule with your, your reading, your writing, your math, all those different things, your block, you've got that really great flow, then you might be able to because you have really been able to do that. But I have been doing this for 10 years now, more than a little more than 10 years, and I still do not get everything on my plan done. And I have to be okay with that. I have to be realistic with myself because I have to then be realistic with my time blocks. And I know that this is one of the areas that can cause you the most stress because as we're doing that plan on paper, which is so key and so important, and making sure we have everything we need, one of the things that we have to remember is we're planning for humans, <laughs> little humans. And so their attention span, their energy level on any given day can be up or down. So you may plan for a, a longer block or for way more than you think you're going to get done in that block, and you may not get as much done. And it's okay. One of the things that I love to do is to really plan for some shorter focus sections and then to allow for any of the breaks that we need to keep my energy and their motivation high. And so that might mean that, and usually it does mean, that we're not gonna usually go more than 45 minutes. And sometimes if it's if I'm doing really well, I might push it right into that 60 mark. And usually when I push it to the 60 minute mark, I can actually feel the energy change. So usually I try to do 45 minutes, 60 minutes, um, and do anywhere from a five minute to a 15 minute break, because I feel like we have to have that. We need that at that time. They need that. I need that. And sometimes I don't feel like I need it necessarily, but I know that for them, it's how I can keep that energy up. So you really want to think about that. Reflection is going to help with this again because you want to think about the amount of time that you think you'll need for it. And that can be an estimate. And even if in the lesson plan it tells you the specific amount of time, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go that way. Because remember the lesson plan and the curriculum was not necessarily written knowing your child. So you may it may say 50 minutes and you may have to break it up into two 25-minute blocks. Um, and so... You just want to really be realistic in that time planning. And one of the ways that you're going to learn about how to get more and more realistic is really just that reflection. So 
putting the amount of time that maybe you thought if you if that's something that you put like if you do it based on the clock but then going back and adjusting and saying this is how long it took or we had the 45 minutes but this is how much we got accomplished and and as you start to see those patterns then you'll be able to come a little closer to this is how long it's actually going to take because most things take a lot longer than we think they're going to take and you don't want to feel rushed or overwhelmed if you feel like you've planned for seven things in the day and you're really at three and your day is almost over flexibility remember we just did the freedom one and so freedom is flexibility and freedom is knowing that I can adjust as needed. So, but you still want to try to get more and more realistic in the time that you're creating your blocks and your time frame, and, and really looking at how it's going to um, work out. Now, let me say this. One of the things that can really stress you out is hearing people say, I get done with school in two hours. I get done in school with three hours. Um, and then you're going on a four and a half hour day feeling like something's wrong with you. Please do not do that to yourself. You can allot the amount of time that you want your day to run. You can allot either a start time or a, a hard stop time and go from there. In some cases, if you have younger children, yes, you are able to get your day through with all of this stuff but please do not take on the burden and the guilt and the frustration and the weight of not finishing in a short amount of time not to scare you if this has never happened to you if you've been homeschooling for more than a year it probably has that I have had sometimes where we're homeschooling at 5.30. We're homeschooling at dinner. And I don't even necessarily like to call it homeschooling when I'm thinking of it that way. But I may have put off a reading assignment until later. Or a child was really struggling with math. And I knew the only time I was going to be able to do one-on-one -on -one with that child without anything else was if my husband took the other kids and did something with them and I sat with that child. And sometimes in the beginning, that guilt of like, what is wrong with me? What are we doing? Um, why can't we get our day together? Really can affect you. But I want to encourage you that it's your family. So if it's happening a lot and it's not something that you want to happen, then look at how you can adjust it. Ask yourself, why is it happening and how can I adjust it? But if it happens a few times, if it has to, if it has to uh, change, if it has to go long some days or that, give yourself a whole heavy heap of grace because you will most definitely need that and recognize that that might just be what it is for that day but don't don't make that be the reason why you don't homeschool right because sometimes you can be like something's wrong with me everybody else is doing it two hours i'm taking me five hours i shouldn't be doing it so no it just means that you need to just make some adjustments and it's okay this then goes into the next thing, which is number seven, experiment with the routines. So look at what works best for your family. Some children really love a very consistent routine. And I have children who love a very consistent routine. They need to know what's happening, when it's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen, step by step. And then I have some children who just need some flexibility and they need to be able to kind of flow. And so for me, some days I need consistency. Some days I need 
just a flow, just some flexibility in it. So I give myself grace and I give my children grace. Now there are some routines that we just have that helps because I feel like it's a plug and play. We just can go in, institute what we need to do and keep it moving. But I also want to always leave room for flexibility. And so look at what works for you and your family. As I've said before that I don't really do schedules, so to speak, um, but if schedules are something that gives you some peace of mind and that's going to really relieve your stress, then go with that. Look at how it affects you. Look at how it affects your children and then see if you can make some adjustments based on that. Number eight is that you want to make sure that you are engaging your child. So as you are planning, ensure that as you're thinking about the activities, as you're thinking about the time blocks, that there is engagement. Now, I do believe in hands-on for many things, as much as possible as you can. But I think sometimes when we hear hands-on or engaging the child, it sometimes makes us think of that creative mom who was building clouds out of um, cotton balls and I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going way back to the preschool days, but we think of like that mom who's like building. I know one year um, in one of our CC classes, one of the kids brought in a, what was it that they built? It was a, I don't know, some sort of pyramid something. And I want to say it was a salt cube pyramid, but that's not what it was. It was something more amazing than that. And I was just like, for a moment, I was doing the comparing. I was like, what is wrong with me? I used to be a teacher. Why am I not doing that? Oh my gosh, look at that. That my my children would really love to do that. And I just really was negating all the stuff that I was doing and thinking that that's what I had to do to be hands-on, forgetting that really it's it's hands-on, but it's also just making sure you're engaging with your child. And hands-on can be, can look differently for different people. Hands-on is not the same for everybody. Hands-on for some people, like for me, I love board games. I love games. I love any kind of games, right? That's that's going to be my hands-on thing is how can I make us get up and move and interact? Hands-on for somebody else could be that they're building things, but not everybody is going to want to make a salt sculpture. Don't ask me what a salt sculpture is because I just made that up just in that second. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what are you saying? I was thinking of the salt pyramids, but <laughs> that part, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So yes, you want to find out how can you engage your child in some hands-on things. So for instance, if you're talking about finances, hands-on for you could be for us one year, it was them taking over the budget for the budget and the meal planning and the grocery shopping and all that. It was very hands-on and I was able to knock out some subjects within that. For somebody else, that might have been Monopoly. For somebody else, that could have been um, anything. Just really, when you're thinking of hands-on, think of how can they really interact with certain elements of the lesson doesn't have to be every lesson it doesn't have to be every single time the engagement is really how do you draw them into what you're teaching and grab their attention and keep it and so yes you'll want to do some hands-on things when you can you want to do some experiments you want to do some educational games you'll want to incorporate those things that are going to help them to truly be engaged and to get it and to be able to do something with it but it's going to look different 
for every family. So please do not think that you must become someone else in order to make this work. All right, so then our, I said I had uh, 10, but it's nine, uh, is, and I think you already know what that's going to be, is reflect, review, adjust. Look at that and take the time to say, what is working well? What could we improve? And in some cases, when we're talking about uh, the reflect and adjust, it's going to be after you've done it. But even as you're looking at your weekly plan and you've kind of written it out and look at it, just take a moment one more time. Go through it. Ask yourself, am I being realistic? Is there anything I forgot? Do I need to go back and change anything? Did I forget to put in this time? Did I forget about last week when um, we didn't quite get that concept and I've got to review it again? Just take a few minutes to really look at that and see how it's if it's going to be effective and then at the end of the day if you can just take it can take five minutes to just reflect on that day and say you know looking at that plan did we cover what we, were, we wanted to cover today because remember we're talking about what you can do and then what you actually did do look at that and say all right was i able to do that what went well what was challenging and what adjustments do i need to make adjustments for that day and even for the next time when you go to plans like you know what I really put too much on Tuesday we're not going to be able to do that or I forgot that um, I had different kids doing different things whatever it is just make sure you take that time to reflect and play and I guess it can be 10 because here's the 10th one but I think it's the most important one pray 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 give God your plans present your plans to him and I would say pray before you even get started. God, how do you want this school year to be? What do you want us to accomplish? How do you want us to accomplish? How do I need to lean in? What are the things that I need to do better from, next, from last year? How can I really make sure that I'm providing my children with the education that honors you, that glorifies you, that serves, that will be help them to be able to serve the kingdom, that will help them to be able to become who you call them to be and the purpose that you have them to be in. And just be in a constant state of praying over that yearly plan, praying over the weekly plan, plan praying over the daily plan, praying, praying by yourself in your own quiet time, but then praying with your children so they can hear you give that to God. And so when you're doing that, the more and more you do that, what I have found with myself is that when there are major adjustments that need to be made, and I'm starting to feel like, what were you doing? What is going on? I can actually say, well, I gave this to God. So I wonder how he's going to use this. I wonder if he, he is using this. I wonder if what I'm seeing as a distraction and a disruption is actually God using it for something else. So pray about it. Continually stay in prayer. Um, if you can find someone to do planning with, I think that that's enjoyable. I was talking to... Um, one of the ladies in my group and she was talking about them doing a planning retreat and I had talked about doing that and she shared that it was really helpful um and then at the reason why I haven't done it which she even said she's like I know on your podcast you said that you need that time for yourself but is there a way that you can actually incorporate both of those where you have that time and then you have an opportunity to do some um planning together, planning by yourself. And so I'm really looking at that. So if you have, you have ideas, that's something that you're interested in, I want you to let me know. And I know this was a loaded episode. 
but I've gotten from one of my listeners when I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't want to make this too long. She said, longer is better in some cases. So I'm hoping that you will give me that grace and that this was helpful and that you've got some great tools from this. I can't wait to hear about your planning. And if you've not done it this way, I really want you to implement. Let me walk alongside you with in this and then to see how did it impact your school year moving forward. I can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, (laughs) well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group and you'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.